What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the movies Bones and All and Knock at the Cabin. First, let's talk about Bones and All. Here's a quick synopsis. At the age of 18 years old, Marin Yearly is left by her father due to the fact she can't give up her cannibalistic nature, and on her own, she meets two other people dealing with the same thing, and one is a young man named Lee who she begins to have a relationship with. The film stars Taylor Russell, Timothy Shalom, Mark Rylance, Michael Stuhlbarg, and Chloe Sevigny. Standout performances. The thing I like a lot about Taylor Russell as an actress is her natural, subtle nature. It makes her seem mysterious. I loved her in the movie Waves and Words on Bathroom Walls, and she carries bones and all. And some people are surprised by the fact that she's not a superstar. I'm not, because nothing about her performances are showy or look-at-me type of acting, and that fact is why she should be given all of the awards. She's unique. She's been great in these smaller films. I would love to see Russell in something more mainstream. Not a superhero movie per se. More like a big blockbuster studio movie so more people can see her work. Russell is a rising star and it's because of her work in indies. She's been nominated for two independent spirit awards for Waves and Bones and All. And if you haven't seen Waves, do yourself a favor. She's all time great during the second half of that movie and in Bones and All she's conflicted by her desire to be a cannibal. It's a real raw emotional performance. Russell's co-star Timothy Chalamet gave his breakout performance in Call Me By Your Name and now he is reuniting with that film's director Luca Guadagnino and I like the fact that Chalamet is working on both bigger movies like The King and Dune while also continuing to work on smaller films that gave him critical acclaim in the first place and I also just find it odd that Chalamet has not gotten another acting Oscar nomination since Call Me By Your Name. I think he should have been nominated for Beautiful Boy and Little Women. He was also really good in a small role in Adam McKay's Don't Look Up. Some might view this performance in Bones and All as a bit of a reach for Chalamet, but he really pulls it off and he has excellent chemistry with Taylor Russell. There are three upcoming Timothy Chalamet movies I'm super interested in. Dune Part 2 is the obvious one that's probably going to be very good. Then you have the film where he will be playing Bob Dylan that's going to be directed by James Mangold. Now if he pulls off that performance you would think he's going to be in the Oscar chase. One that has gotten a lot of buzz both good and bad is Wonka. A lot of people are down on this movie. They are saying why is Timothy Chalamet playing a young Willy Wonka? I would say to those people that this movie is written and directed by Paul King the man who has made both both of the Paddington movies that you love so much. So I have faith in that guy. He is like the children's version of Wes Anderson. Like I said, Taylor Russell and even Timothy Chalamet are subtle in Bones and All. Academy Award winner Mark Rylance is certainly not. He is going for it. It reminded me of Ray Fiennes and Guadagnino's A Bigger Splash. And I think the movie needed a performance like this. Rylance is the perfect villain for this odd love story. Luca Guadagnino is a director who makes gorgeous looking movies, a bigger splash, call me by your name, and now Bones and all. His films are super jarring and calming at the same time, and it's really rare that a director can do both of those things at the exact same time in the same film. He's a director who gets great performances. I think he gets the absolute best out of Timothy Chalamet, and I hope the pair continue to work together down the road. Guadagnino has some really interesting movies in the works. Challengers, 
starring Zendaya, Josh O'Connor, and Mike Feist, an Audrey Hepburn biopic starring Rooney Mara, and Queer starring Daniel Craig. Guadagnino is one of those directors you want your favorite actor to work with. He also gets great performances out of actresses. Look at the work he's done with Tilda Swinton. Dakota Johnson is great in Suspiria and in A Bigger Splash. Taylor Russell is unreal in this movie. I can't wait to see Zendaya in Challengers. I can't wait to see Rooney Mara play Audrey Hepburn in a Luca Guadagnino movie. And it's also great he's going to be working with Daniel Craig. Like, I just love when a director like this works with the absolute best actors working today. And that is exactly what Guadagnino is doing. And I believe there is commonality in Guadagnino's movies. On paper, Bones and All and Call Me By Your Name have very little in common, but both movies are love stories. And I don't want to spoil the ending, but both are not happy endings. Both endings of these films feel somber. I have a strong feeling the ending of Bones and All is going to be super polarizing for many people, and that will be the barometer for how people feel about this movie. I know it's been a critically acclaimed movie, but I also know a lot of people who won't even give this movie a chance because of the cannibal nature of the film. The movie is also somehow being connected to what's going on with Army Hammer because Luca Guadagnino directed Call Me By Your Name, which Army Hammer was in, and co-starred Timothy Chalamet. So somehow the film is wrapped up in that controversy, even though it has absolutely nothing to do with that. I'm curious as to how Guadagnino thinks I should feel about that ending. That's what I'm interested in. I felt the ending of Call Me By Your Name to be super touching and satisfying. I'm mixed on the ending of Bones and All. I'm not sure it's as touching and beautiful as Guadagnino thinks it is. Due to the film's subject matter, there will just be people who are automatically turned off by it. I'm okay if you were into the movie up until the very end. I'm not sure that the film's ending was the perfect ending for this movie. Overall, some will view Bones and All as graphic, while others will view it as touching. I'm somewhere in the in-between. I really like this movie. I think it's beautifully well-acted. I think it's gorgeous-looking. I think it's exactly what you would expect from a Luca Guadagnino movie. It's not as good as Call Me By Your Name, but it is close, and it's better than most movies out there right now. It stars two of the best young actors working in the business today. Mark Rylance is a compelling villain. You're not sure what's really going on with that guy. He's a really compelling character. I really wish there was more Andre Holland in this movie. That guy is one of the most underrated actors working today. He's so good in Moonlight. He's so good in the Jackie Robinson movie 42. I just wish he had a bigger role in Bones and All. I'll end on this. I do think Guadagnino is using the cannibalism of the story for more than just shock value. Like, I think it's actually there. I think there's emotional elements of the story that can help you get over the fact that the main characters are cannibals. So if that's the thing that's keeping you from watching Bones and All, that the main characters are cannibals, I think you can get over that. I got over that. Yes, it's not pleasant watching someone bite off someone's finger. That's not pleasant to see on screen. But I think by the end of the movie, you get over it. It will be interesting to see if you can get over the ending. I'm sure many people will be turned off by the ending of Bones and All. It will be the most controversial thing about this movie. And I think that's what Guadagnino wants it to be. He wanted that moment. I Again, I think that moment works, but maybe not as well as Guadagnino actually thinks it works. Warning, this movie is far from a basic love story. If that's what you're going into it wanting, then 
then you've picked the wrong movie. If you're looking for great performances, I think Bones and All is the movie for you. Now let's switch gears and talk about the movie Knock at the Cabin. Here's a quick synopsis. A couple and their eight-year-old daughter are taken hostage while on vacation in a cabin in the woods and are told they need to make a sacrifice to save the planet. The film stars Dave Bautista, Jonathan Groff, Ben Aldridge, Christian Quee, Nikki Amuka Bird, Abby Quinn, and Rupert Grint. Standout performances. Dave Bautista has been on a mission to be considered a legitimate actor and a big reason he now is thought of as one is due to the list of impressive filmmakers he's worked with. The former wrestler has worked with James Gunn on the Guardians of the Galaxy films, Sam Mendes on the James Bond film Spectre, Denis Villeneuve on both Blade Runner 2049 and Dune, and in this past year he worked with Ryan Johnson on Knives Out Glass Onion, and now for the first time he's working with M. Night Shyamalan, and you could argue is given his most prominent role to date in Knock at the Cabin, where he plays Leonard, a school teacher who claims to have had visions of the world ending. He is given a boatload of dialogue in this movie. He's proven he's not just one of those guys like The Rock or Arnold Schwarzenegger, who's just there to be either the action hero or just to be an intimidating presence. And this might sound crazy to people, but I do believe it's possible that in the next five years, Dave Bautista is Oscar nominated for Best Supporting Actor. He really has become a very good actor, and he's got two massive movies on the way, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, the last time he'll be playing Drax, and Dune Part 2, where I presume he'll play a bigger part than he did in the first one. The three most popular wrestlers turn actors on the planet right now are Dave Bautista, The Rock, and John Cena, and right now I believe Dave Bautista is the man on top. He is certainly having a moment right now. Jonathan Groff, best known for his work on the Netflix series Mindhunter and for his role as Kristoff on the Frozen films, and Ben Aldrich are asked to do the movie's emotional heavy lifting. You really have to buy them as a loving couple or the film would fall apart, especially the ending, and thankfully both are brilliant, especially Aldrich, who I've never seen in a movie before. I know he's also starring in that film Spoiler Alert that I have not yet seen with Jim Parsons. I'm excited to see that one. He feels like a guy who's going to be in movies for the next decade and give really good performances. Many, many people are talking about the performances M. Night Shyamalan has gotten from kid actors Haley Joel Osmond in The Sixth Sense, Abigail Breslin and Rory Culkin in Signs, and in Knock in the Cabin you have Christian Quee who is great in her own right, and I think you can make the argument that the only modern day filmmaker who consistently gets better performances from kid actors than M. Night Shyamalan is Steven Spielberg. Let's talk about the director of Knock at the Cabin, M. Night Shyamalan, who is someone who most people either love or hate. There seems to be no in-between. I'm that rare guy who does have mixed feelings about him. He is somebody who can get great work out of actors. Tony Collette in The Sixth Sense, Mel Gibson in Signs, William Hurt in The Village, and James McAvoy in Split. He's a very consistent filmmaker. I think we are past the point of him making unwatchable movies like After Earth and Avatar The Last Airbender. I think he's past that point. He is capable of making good movies, and if he makes a movie, it's usually going to be very good. I just don't think he's made a great movie since The Sixth Sense, and I feel like he has not evolved past that point of getting over his own issue, and I think his issue is plot. Every single M. Night Shyamalan movie has major plot holes. 
and this one is included in that list. This is a very good movie. It's well crafted. It's well acted. It looks very good to watch. It's visually compelling. It's the plot that falls apart and it falls apart at the very end of the movie and I'm not going to get into it because I don't want to spoil this movie but this movie had a lot going for it. Dave Bautista was giving the best performance of his career. Ben Aldridge, an unknown in my eyes, was going toe-to-toe with him. It was having a great performance from a kid actor. This movie had everything going for it and then the ending just felt, I felt numb to it because it feels like that's how all M. Night Shyamalan movies end. They end with something that's not very compelling or interesting. I felt the same way about the movie Old. I liked Old more than most people. I think the ending is where that movie gets ruined because you don't feel like that ending was earned. His endings feel constructed. They don't feel natural. That's where his movies fall apart. This movie doesn't even have the issue of the twist that doesn't work because this movie doesn't really have a twist. It just falls apart at the very end and what he thinks is a great, wonderful, happy ending, I just felt very numb to. Like, he can continue to make movies like this. I just want to see M. Night Shyamalan make a movie that feels different than anything he's ever made. I want to see him challenge himself. I know the studio system ruined him with After Earth and Avatar. I know that those movies, he's not going to make a Marvel movie. He's not going to make those kind of movies. I just want him to do something that would feel different than what he's done before. Knock at the Cabin is a very good movie, but it feels like an M. Night Shyamalan movie. He's not doing anything surprising, and what he thinks is surprising isn't surprising because we've already seen him do it time and time again, and I love some of his movies. The Village is a very good movie in my eyes. Signs is a very good movie in my eyes. Split is the best movie he's made in my eyes. I love that movie, Split. James McAvoy should have been nominated for an Oscar for that movie. Here's a criticism that I have on Shyamalan that I think is a fair critique. I think he's a better director than he is a screenwriter because all of his movies are good to watch. He gets the good performances. It's the plots that fall apart. There's always a plot hole where you're like, wow, that really doesn't make sense. Even though it's a movie and I should just watch it, he doesn't seem to get over that fact. He's not getting better when it comes to the plots of his films. He's getting worse, you could argue. And Knock the Cabin is better than old, but it's still, the ending leaves a lot to be desired. You can't keep having the same issues over and over again. You have to evolve. The best directors evolve at some points. They have to surprise you. That's what was so good about the movie Split. It felt like a surprising movie from M. Night Shyamalan. I think that was the last time he really surprised you. Old and Knock at the Cabin feel like M. Night Shyamalan movies, which I know is what a lot of people want. And to a certain extent, I want that too. But I want one that has the perfect ending. And he really hasn't had the perfect ending since The Sixth Sense. Because I think the issue I have with the ending of Split is that he made it a continuation of a Unbreakable, and we all know Glass didn't work out for anyone involved. I haven't even seen that movie because I wanted to avoid it after the bad reviews. It just feels like we're getting the same old story again and again about M. Night Shyamalan. He's a filmmaker who made a very good movie that failed to be great. It's going to do very good at the box office, and then he's going to go on and do the next one. I just want more from him. I think he is a very interesting filmmaker. I think he's capable of making a great movie. Again, these performances he's getting are very good. Dave Bautista is giving his best performance to date, 
in Knock at the Cabin, he gets very good performances, but then the ending leaves you questioning these performances in the first place. What was the point of all that for that? I think endings of the movies are crucial, and I know that's silly to say because it's obvious, but clearly for M. Night, it's not because he keeps having the same issue over and over again. I just want him to make a movie that has a great middle beginning and end. He's usually great with the beginnings. He's usually great with the middles. He's consistently poor when it comes to how his movies end. I mean, it's interesting that he was once compared to Steven Spielberg. You know what Steven Spielberg rarely does? He doesn't write his own movies. Yes, he co-wrote The Fablemans, but the best Steven Spielberg movies, Steven Spielberg did not write, and that's how I kind of feel M. Night Shyamalan should do. I don't think he should write his own movies, because they're not great plots. They're not great screenplays. There's weaknesses in all of his movies when it comes to the plot, and I have to blame M. Night Shyamalan because he's the common denominator. He's the one writing these movies. He has turned himself into an auteur filmmaker. I just don't think he's deserving of that title, and I know that sounds wrong. I want him to make movies. I think he's a great director. I don't think he's a great screenwriter. And that's probably not fair because Dave Bautista is given great dialogue in this movie. He just can't seem to nail an ending. I would love like him to work with a great screenwriter. Like, could you imagine an M. Night Shyamalan movie written by Charlie Kaufman or Aaron Sorkin? It would be amazing to see. I just feel like when M. Night Shyamalan is the sole author of a movie, and I know this film has other screenwriters involved, but they're not great names. Like, if M. Night Shyamalan had a great co-screenwriter, I think his movies would be consistently great. Instead, they are just consistently good, and a few of them are abysmal. Overall, I like Knock at the Cabin a lot. It's well acted and visually interesting. However, again, I did not care for the ending. I won't get into the specifics due to spoilers. The movie, in my opinion, deserved a more satisfying ending, and that's something you can say about every M. Night Shyamalan movie after The Sixth Sense. He can't seem to get over himself, and I'm not here to diss him. I think he is a great filmmaker. I just don't think he's the best screenwriter. I don't even think he'd be in the top 25 screenwriters. He makes really good, compelling movies with great performances, and then by the end, you're like, was that movie really worth it? Even the ones I like a lot. I don't like the twist in Signs. I don't like the twist in The Village, but the performances in those movies are memorable, so Knock at the Cabin will end up being a memorable film because you're going to remember Dave Bautista giving some of his best work. You're going to remember Ben Aldridge and Jonathan Groff. There are some really good things in this movie. This movie is a very good movie that could have been great if M. Night Shyamalan nailed the ending. Unfortunately, he didn't, and it will remain just a very good film. I'm sure many, many people disagree with what I'm saying. I'm sure people who love M. Night Shyamalan feels like he's a great screenwriter. I mean, the man has been nominated for writing a screenplay, The Sixth Sense, but since that movie, you can't argue with me. His movies have had consistent and glaring plot holes that you just can't get over. Even if you want to escape into the movie, you can't buy everything that M. Night Shyamalan is selling in his movies, and it's become a problem that he has not yet gotten over, and I hope he does in the future. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney, and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I highly recommend you check out Bones and All and Knock at the Cabin. Next week on the podcast, I'm talking about free romance. 
romantic comedies. Somebody I used to know from director Dave Franco starring Allison Brie and Jay Ellis. Your Plays Are Mine starring Ashton Kutcher and Reese Witherspoon. And Spoiler Alert starring Jim Parsons, Sally Field, and Ben Aldridge. So tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe. Subscribe.